Some people love it and some people hate it. But since starting the Thinking Theology podcast, there's one question that has come up over and over again, and that is, what is with that music? That's what we're thinking about today in the first bonus episode of Thinking Theology. What is that music? Who wrote it? And why on earth is it so dramatic? Hi, my name's Carl Dernick. I'm a pastor, theologian, writer, and Bible college lecturer. Welcome to Thinking Theology, a podcast where we think about theology, the Bible, and the Christian life, not just for the sake of it, but so we can love God more with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So what is that music? Well, it's the lacrimosa from Mozart's Requiem Mass. The Requiem Mass is a Roman Catholic tradition of holding a mass for the dead. The idea is to pray for the deceased that they might enter heaven. Of course, that's based on some pretty dodgy theology, partly on the Catholic doctrine of purgatory, in which believers who have died in sin need to go to a temporary holding place called purgatory in order to be refined before they can enter into heaven. That idea is pretty much based on only one verse, not even from the Bible, but from the apocryphal book of Maccabees. And to be honest, you have to squint pretty hard to get purgatory out of that one verse. In that sense, the Requiem Mass was one of the things that the Reformers stood against. But the Lacrimosa forms part of what's called the Dies Irae sequence of the Mass. That's a Latin term that means Day of Judgment. It's based on a poem written by a Christian, possibly a man named Thomas Solano in about the 13th century. It speaks about the terrors of Judgment Day, but it also asks the question, how can I stand on that day and be saved? And the answer is through Jesus and his work on the cross and through his intercession on our behalf. The lacrimosa then comes at the end of the Dies Irae sequence, and it really just means weeping. It's about weeping because it's concerned with the Day of Judgment. And it's also a prayer, again, to be spared on that day through the grace of God in Jesus. The words of the lacrimosa in English are, Full of tears will be that day when from the ashes shall arise the guilty man to be judged. Therefore spare him, O God, merciful Lord Jesus, grant them eternal rest. Amen. Really, that's why the music is so dramatic, because it's about people meeting God on the day of judgment. So who wrote the lacrimosa? You might think the answer to that question is kind of obvious, but it actually isn't. Even though it's called Mozart's Requiem, Mozart didn't really write all of it. The Requiem Mass was his last work, and it was unfinished at the time of his death. He'd only finished the first piece of the work, he'd sketched out a few more, but the last three parts were completely unwritten, and he hadn't finished writing any of the orchestration, any of the orchestral accompaniment that supports the main lines. And he'd only written the first eight bars of the Lacrimosa. The day before his death, some friends came to sing through what had been completed of the Requiem. And the story goes that when Mozart heard the Lacrimosa, he burst into tears. It's probably a myth, but it's a great story. In the end, the Mass was finished by one of Mozart's students, Franz Zeva Zusmeyer. But finally, why use that music in thinking theology? Well, In some ways, the answer is because I like it. Well, that's part of the reason. But really, I wanted something that was about God or something that was theological, which it is. I wanted it to be classical, just because I like classical music. 
but it's also nice that it has a slow build, which sort of fits the beginning of the podcast, and then it also finishes with a big amen, which kind of seems like a great way to finish thinking about knowing and loving God better. But really I like it because it's dramatic. As a friend asked me after the first episode, why did you choose such dramatic music? And I said, because theology is dramatic. What could be more dramatic than knowing God and the idea that one day every person who has ever lived will stand before God's judgment throne? And what could be more dramatic than thinking about how we can know that God better, how we can know his grace in Jesus more fully, how we can love him more completely and share that knowledge and love with others so that they too can stand with us on the day of judgment secure in the knowledge of the grace of God in Jesus. Well, that's it for this episode of Thinking Theology. But before I go, just a quick note, I've changed my podcast host from Buzzsprout to Transistor. Buzzsprout were great, and if you're looking for a podcast host, I'd certainly recommend them. But Transistor is better for hosting multiple shows, and I'm just in the process of launching a German version of Thinking Theology, as well as a daily Bible reading version of Thinking Theology. So stay tuned for more info on that daily Bible reading podcast. If you've subscribed to the podcast through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you should keep receiving the new episodes. But if you don't, you can go to thinkingtheology.transistor.fm and subscribe from there. And if you've been listening to the podcast through the website, you'll now need to head to thinkingtheology.transistor.fm to get those new episodes too. Thanks for listening. that great? How can you not love that? If you don't know much about classical music, but you're interested in checking out more of the Requiem, I would highly recommend Sir John Elliot Gardner's version of that. You can find it on Spotify or Tidal for those of you who want lossless CD audio quality. I'll put a link in the program notes where you can check those out. Thanks for listening.